What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. I am in the mobile studio. I'm in the car, but I wanted to get this one off my chest. Um, I definitely want to talk about something that's very important. And no, it's not an investing topic, but it is just as, if not more important than um, investing. Um, Today, I want to talk about depression. Today, I want to talk about mental health and mental stability. Um, I just want want to give you guys a little bit of my story and a little bit of my battle with depression. And I also just want to give you some words of encouragement and just some best, you know, uh, best practices when it comes to maintaining a sharp mind and a sharp mentality. Um, so, yeah. So when talking about depression, when talking about, you know, allowing yourself to walk down and entertain a dark state of mind or just, you know, blackness, like it's like a dark tunnel and you just can't walk out of it. I've been there. Um, I've told this story before, but I just think it's very important because it was one of the most impactful in my life. Um, you know, the, when I was going through my bout with depression, it was by far uh, the most challenging in my life. And I, um, I would not be here today. I would not be the man I am today without that experience. So um, yes, I came out triumphant, but I also left out of that dark place with a bunch of scars. Um, so when I was in school, man, um, where I, the way I grew up, man, I grew up in the church, you know, um, I grew up in the church. I, I, um, was full fledged, you know, Christian and I still am love Jesus Christ. Um, and from there, when I went off to school, uh, I was raised and sheltered in a way that not that I hadn't experienced the world, but I hadn't. Well, that's exactly what it was. I was I was able to travel different places. and But, you know, the way I was raised, I was I was sheltered from a lot of things that were happening around me. I got new things were going on. I was aware, but I didn't get a direct um, a direct uh, experience with it. So, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, like I saw one of my family members sell drugs right in front of me at a very young age. And like, even to this day, my mom doesn't know that. Um, but just little things like that, like I was exposed to, but because I didn't live in that environment day to day, it was just one of those things where I was just like, okay, oh, this is cool. But I knew like I was out because my parents were never married. My parents were, um, they was, they were just, they never lived in the same household. So I would go home with my mother. Um, anyway, so by the time I got off, you know, to go to college, I was very green to the world. I didn't have a lot of experience under my belt. And one of the things about, you know, Morehouse, Spellman, and, you know, Clark, the AUC, um, area is very unforgiving when it comes to the social aspect of life. And um, it was just very interesting. So I I went to college with a very limited and narrow perspective on life. 
I didn't understand why people drank. I didn't understand why people, um, I didn't understand why people, uh, smoked, smoked weed. You know, I didn't, I didn't understand that. I'm like, why don't y'all just pray about it instead of drinking your problems away? And that was my mentality back then. Um, but as I got, as I started to work my way through school, I started to experience more things and I started to understand. I'm like, well, hell, we, we just got done slaving and, and, and working our ass off all week, all week. And, you know, we stressed out. College is, is stressful. You got deadlines. You got, you know, new responsibilities. Nobody's looking at you. So it's like, you know, once I was just given this, this freedom and I didn't wild out in college, but I wasn't prepared from a, a social aspect. So, um, I ended up going through a bad relationship with, with, uh, with a, with a person and it isn't their fault. And it was just all on me. Um, I ended up, but ended up going up, going through a bad relationship with somebody and with her, um, I allowed myself to fall so crazy. Like, and it was just, and it just didn't go my way. Um, at the time my, uh, my dad was sick. He he had gone through his first bout um, of cancer, or it was something like that. My family didn't even tell me most of it. But when I went off to school, my dad was in ICU. Right before I went off for my freshman year, my dad w- went off to ICU. To um, he had lung, he had uh, fluid in his lungs. So anyway, so once I went through that that situation with with that um, with that young lady. That really just drove me to a place that I had never been before. Like I would literally sit at home at night and just think like, wow, I need a break. Like I need help. Um, I would literally sit there and I would be I would be cool because I partied hard at a certain point. But, you know, (laughs) I was so sheltered. I didn't have my first real drink until my junior year of college. Um, So anyway, you know, just dealing with that bad relationship compounded on top of my father being sick. And when I was in school, I got in a really bad accident. You know, I was in a bus and um, that's a huge shout out to everybody. I was in a band, everybody that was in the band with me who went through this experience with me, they'll tell you it was scary. We flipped in a bus on the interstate. Not something that happens every day. Um, but yeah, so that was my freshman year. And then by the end of it, I had allowed myself to fall crazy for a chick who really at the time didn't owe me anything. She didn't owe me nothing. She didn't have to like me and none of that. Um, And, you know, it just really drove me to that dark place. So the next couple of years, I really didn't walk away from the depression until probably like after I left. It took almost a year after I left school. And one of the things that, you know, I was going through in that time was questioning myself. I was trying to find myself. I felt as if God had betrayed me because there were always times in my life where I needed somebody and I never had to say anything to anybody. But God would still send me people in my path 
to reinforce things that I had learned to reinforce or help me to get through certain certain points in my life. So, you know, during this time, I shut down. I wasn't talking to my family. I didn't talk to my mom. I wasn't talking to my sister or my dad, my aunt, like all the people, all my, my core family members. Um, I shut down on them and I was eight hours away. So there wasn't nothing they could do. It wasn't like my mom could just roll up on me. Um, but they knew something was wrong with me. And so I started, you know, I'm bald headed now. But at the time, like, I didn't understand, like, I would go and I would take a shower and wash my hair. And I would literally have clumps of hair in my hand. Like, I would look down and have clumps of hair. Um, and I would just be like, oh, okay, whatever. But at, but looking back, I'm like, dude, you were stressed. You were stressed. So I was a horrible student, you know, and just being in that college environment. Um, I loved college. I hated the school aspect of it. I enjoy learning, though. Um, so it was just one of those things that like, oh, man, I enjoy this material, but I hate the work that comes along with it. So I never really applied myself. Um, I graduated with a 2.1 GPA and it was a, it was definitely not for a lack of um, brains. It was all lack of effort and lack of work. And that was something that I also struggled with that that fed into that depression. I'm like, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm just like, I'm not like my friends. And, you know, my friends had these good, good, good jobs. And so just a, a lot of those things that, you know, you start to question who you are. And so, you know, the devil or, you know, your conscience, whoever you want to call it. For me, it's the devil telling me that I'm not this, telling me I'm not that you aren't you aren't good enough. You aren't this. And. You know, I see all my friends getting these great jobs and here I am. I walk with my class, but I don't even have my degree. So I I, I leave college and I come back home and I still don't have a degree because I'm a couple of credits shy. So it took me it took me almost a year to really get back to that place to where I could finish my degree, which is great. You know, but it, it took it was a struggle to earn that piece of paper. So whenever I do look at my degree, I'm I'm joyed. I'm overjoyed, you know, because I knew what I know that that represented the struggle. It represented the fact that I was able to push through that place of depression, that place of of that I did not like who I was. I hated who I was. I hated how judgmental I was and I hated how how like how narrow minded I had become because I was just raised in a certain way that I just wasn't able to experience life. So when dealing with depression, guys, um, it is, it, you know, I contemplated dropping out of school. I would be walking through campus and I, I would look up and be like, man, I need help. I would literally say audibly, like, I need to get some help. And at no time was I was I ever like suicidal, but I was searching. I was searching for help. I was searching for for answers because I just didn't understand the state of mind I was in. And I know I, I knew at the time, like I knew I needed to talk to somebody. And, you know, with that, if anybody that's listening to this, um, if you decide to listen to this podcast, I, I really appreciate you because this is this is a very important topic. So, you know, towards the end, um, I wasn't able to really start to, to, to heal and to get over the, that depressive state of mind and that dark cloud until I actually left Morehouse. Now, let me let me let me throw out a disclaimer. Morehouse is the best 
and greatest experience of my life. One of the greatest experiences of my life. I had a lot of up times. I had so much fun there. So don't don't get it wrong when I'm when I'm saying I was depressed. Yes, I was. But that was more or less when I was alone. But then when I was with my friends, of course, I had fun. Of course, I enjoyed life. We, we I had some of the greatest experiences of my life there at that at that school. However, there was another side to it. So just going back home and going by myself and having that alone time and this just it was just me and my thoughts. And then my thoughts would literally just overcome me. It, it would take over and it would just not be a good, good thing. So I come back home and, you know, of course, my, my inner circle, my family knew I hadn't finished my degree. But, you know, lo and behold, like, you know, I ran into not ran into, but I started to develop a relationship with one of my now mentors and he already knew me before I went off to school, but he really he really took a liking to me. And he just really like poured out his story about how he battled depression, how he dealt with this, how he didn't finish school on time. Today, that same person is <laughs> he has like three degrees today. That person has like three degrees. He, he has a law degree, a, a master's and a bachelor's. And, he, you know, he was a, a former a former um a former legislator. So when you look at when I was able to hear that story, that was the start of, of, of the healing process because I understood that I wasn't alone. And I also understood that there was someone that had walked in my shoes before and they had made it out. So I started to once I was able to remove myself from the collegiate environment where there was so much social pressure to keep up with everybody to graduate in four years. And if you didn't graduate in four years, you you did something wrong. You weren't shit. You weren't smart enough. So all of these things and all of these these false and false um, false standards and images in your mind that you put out that don't matter. You know, at the time, I didn't know, I didn't understand that no matter what, none of that stuff mattered because at the end of the day, five years, six years later, you know, I'm sitting here. Don't nobody care when I graduated. Nobody cares about nobody. Nobody cares about my GPA. When I go into a job interview, when I talk to somebody, when I say, oh, it, no, they don't say, oh, what was your GPA in college? No, they say, well, where did you go to school? And I say, I went to Morehouse College. So for those of you out there who are struggling with school, for those of you out there who school isn't your thing, I made it by the grace of God. That's me. I made it because of sheer grit, determination, and I didn't really have another choice. I didn't have another option. So when I was trying to, you know, drop out and I thought about just coming home and not going back to school, I was like, well, what am I going to do when I get back home? And and I knew I would let my family down. So from there, I was just like, all right, whatever. I guess I'm going to just thug it out and stay. So when dealing with depression, um, just a couple of tidbits, man, because that, that story does have a happy ending. You know, I did lose my father, you know, back in 2015. But one of the things I was able to give him before my before my father passed away was I was able to show him my degree. I was able to show him that piece of paper that I earned that he helped pay for. And when I showed him that degree, he knew how much I struggled to get that, how hard I worked and how much of a mental toll it took on me to walk and complete that. So he was so overjoyed. My dad was literally last six months of his life. And he was sitting on his pretty much his deathbed crying and congratulating me because he was so proud that I was able to finish that. And he was able to see that. So it was it was just one of those things that it was it was a very fulfilling moment for me because I was able to give that to him before he passed away. And so a couple of things, guys, protect your energy and protect yourself at all costs. 
That is something that is so important. Whether you call it your chakra, your energy, your spirit, your soul, whatever you call it, protect it at all costs. Don't just let anybody hang around you. Don't just let anybody put anything into your life. Don't let anybody just speak things into your life that don't matter or that are negative. If you have friends, I talk about this on the podcast all the time. Yo, if you got friends that aren't trying to go where you're trying to go, cut them off. If you have friends that aren't doing what you're trying to do, cut them off. People, everybody doesn't deserve a front row to your show. Everybody does not deserve a front row to your show. So pretty much what that means is they're gonna, there are going to be some people in the audience in the front row, but there are also going to be people in the back row. That doesn't mean that they can't see the show. They just aren't up front. And there are also people who just can't get in. You have to understand and be more, be more strategic about who you allow in your life and who you allow and who you let into your place of energy. Because if you don't protect that, if you don't take a stance with that, people will literally take that, use it against you. And at the end of the day, you'll be sitting here wondering why your energy and why you can't focus and why you're starting to, 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 to traject downwards instead of like literally walking with your head high. You wondering why you're depressed, but it's because your coworker came and it comes, you know, and, and hits you with all kind of craziness every day. You know, you wondering why, why, you know, you, you feeling this way when you allow your, your parents to just shovel down all kind of craziness into your life. Like you have to take a stance and you have to understand how to protect yourself. And the only way to do that is to remove yourself from that situation. The only way to do that is to literally be intentional about protecting your spirit, your energy, your soul, your chakra, all that stuff. I like calling it chakra too because I love anime, but it's all the same thing. Protect your spirit, man. The next thing I want to make sure that you guys understand is that you have to be um, intentional about everything that you do. If you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with a negative state of mind, then I would suggest that you look at your environment. It starts with a change of environment. Understand and try to seek and look inward to figure out what it is that's making you feel that way. If you can identify that, then you know what the problem is. And the hardest thing in all of this, if you're in that state of darkness, if you're in that state of you don't know where you're going, but you know what's causing it, the hardest thing is literally to walk away from that environment and from the the very thing that's keeping you down. So if you're that person where you know exactly what the issue is and you know what the problem is, but you're struggling with walking away. Well, let me tell you something. If you have the control to remove yourself out of that environment, please do so. Because once you remove yourself from that environment, just watch how a week, a month, a couple of months, everything will start to change. Your life will start to change because you no longer have to deal with that negative influence. If you can't change your environment, then you need to make sure that you start to, if you have, if you have access to counseling, and let me say this, if you have therapy, if you have a therapist, there's nothing wrong with that, but therapy won't work. Therapy is useless. If you don't want to change, if you don't want to change, then therapy is useless. But I do recommend like, if you need somebody to talk to, go to a professional, that's what they're there for. 
you can use that same, you can pray, you can study, you can fast, all of that stuff you need to go goes in line with also getting professional help as well. You know, these people, the people that have those professions, they're there for a reason. So if you have access to those people, make sure that you take advantage of it. But if you aren't willing to change, if you aren't seeking to get better, then don't waste your time. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be wasting your money, you're going to be wasting their time and yours. True change comes from within. So if you're seeking for change and you're looking for it and you know that's something that you need to do, go seek it. Go look for it. Be in constant, constant, constant search of, of, of wisdom and energy and positive reinforcement. And the last thing I'm going to give you guys is write out your affirmations. Write them out. I talk about this all the time till I'm blue in the face. But write out your affirmations. Literally write, I will be on time for work today. Literally write, I will not let anybody steal my joy today. I will not let anybody uh, be a negative influence on my life today. I will be the most productive I am at work today. I will work out today. I will fast tomorrow. I will listen to this podcast. I will listen to this audio book tomorrow or today. Write out your affirmations. You have to be intentional. When you start to implement these things that reinforce the positive mindset and positive thinking, you are what you think and you are what you speak. So if you speak negativity, let me tell you something, y'all. Something as simple as this. When when I get up for work, right, and I have to put, put in my contacts, this is the power of, of, of positive reinforcement. So I've said this before, but, and, I, and I'll let you guys go. Certain things in life are your, are, are your goals, but those goals should actually be standards. Because when you have a goal, that means that that's something that you can attain to and you can fail. But when you have some of those goals become standards, that means that's a non-negotiable and that's your way of life. So let me break this down. When I started to wear contacts, I slept in my contacts one time. When I woke up in the morning, my eyes were all crusty and I'm like, I can't do that ever again. So I had a bad experience, right? So what happened was every day I'm like, before I go to bed, no matter how tired I am, I say, I can't. I cannot sleep with my contacts in because of I'm going to wake up and have all crusty eyes and it's not healthy. It's not, it's not good hygiene to sleep with your contacts. So every day, no matter what, I take out my contacts, take them out, take them out. It's now a habit for me. It's now a habit for me. So on the inverse, on the very inverse, because I told myself in my mind, I can't, it's the inverse effect. If you say something like, oh, I can. If you tell yourself, I can do that, literally watch how your actions change. And it's the same thing that works for food or let's say you struggle with eating bad. If your standard is, man, I can't eat that. That's not good. I can't eat that. That becomes your standard. My standard has now become take out my contacts at the end of the day, at, at, at night. So if your standard is, um, I cannot eat this. I can work out if you start to reinforce those things and those positive positive affirmations and the cans and can'ts like leverage those talk to yourself and reinforce and encourage yourself to make it happen. So for anybody out there who's dealing with that depressed state of mind, I want to encourage you to keep pushing. Do not give up and you will make it. This is bigger than investing. This is bigger than making money because at the end of the day, if you cannot take care of yourself and your mind, you can have all the money in the world. 
and none of it, none of it matters unless you are happy and you are enjoying life. And on that note, thank you guys who decided to listen to this podcast. Sorry for rambling, but I do appreciate you guys. I wanted to get that off my chest. Y'all have a good one. Peace.